0: years ago I heard a story. And it was like something like this. The start of a new year. And the pastor had done some evaluation, assessment of his congregation. And he had come to the conclusion that they were in the crawling stage. And I think being devastated by COVID, and we're now returning, we can say we are in the crawling stage. And then he said, you would like the church to pray so that we go from crawling to the walking stage. And as he said that, the congregation said, let it walk, Pastor, let it walk. And then he said, after we've walked, We want to be able to go to the running stage. And somebody shouted, let it run, Pastor, let it run. And he said, after we've taken off, we want to go to the flying stage. And they said, let it fly, Pastor, let it fly. And then he said, it's going to cost you. It's going to take personal sacrifice. A lot of money, a lot of commitment. And the church was quiet. And somebody in the back said in a soft voice, Let it crawl, Pastor, let it crawl. (laughs) They didn't want to go forward with that commitment. Today, I want to commence a series. This is part one of a three part sermon entitled Standing on the Shores of Tomorrow. Joshua is told in Joshua one, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. In approximately one month, 29 days to be more precise for the football fans, on February 12th, in Glendale, Arizona, the Super Bowl will be played. As of today, 14 teams are in the hunt, and are preparing for the playoffs with the two remaining teams dueling it out on Super Bowl Sunday, February 12th. In order to accomplish their goal, coaches, coordinators, Trainers and players are in the getting ready mode. They are focused on the task at hand. Preparation is their watchword. In our ordinary sphere, If we are planning to have company over, we have to prepare. When our kids go off to college, they have to prepare for success. If our church is to fly, we have to be ready for the task at hand. Whatever we do, The road of success is traversed by feet and hands, bodies and minds, that value the necessity of preparation. One of the saddest things or the realities of the aging population in these United States, particularly among brown and black people is the lack of preparation for retirement. We get ready to retire by saving money and investments. Unfortunately, too many Americans reach retirement age without retirement funds. Preparation and getting ready is necessary to accomplish the task at hand. Joshua 1, 1 through 5 says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord came. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass. That the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. D E A D. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them pay attention to the tense present tense not I did I do give to them even to the children of Israel every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee All the days of thy life As I was with Moses So I will be with you I will not fail thee Nor forsake thee Today We are going to consider the subject Entitled Standing on the Shores of Tomorrow Let us pray Speak, Lord, for thy servants here. In our text, Joshua is shown that he had to be ready to do the job God wanted him to do. Simple job, it may seem lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Moses, who had led them for 40 years, is dead. Moses is dead. But there is the blessed assurance that the God that was with Moses is the same God that is with them now. Here's what God told Joshua. Every place your foot touches, I have already given it unto you. No man will be able to stand before you, whether Hittites, Jebusites, Perizzites, or even parasites. Nothing can stop you. Bob Marley may have been inspired by this story when he said in his last song, released redemption song, none of them can stop the times. This is your time. All pirates Yes, they rob I, sold I from the merchant ships, minutes after they took I from the bottomless spit. But my hand was made strong by the hand of the Almighty, forward in this generation triumphantly. Moses is dead, But one greater than Moses lives. God brought us through 2022. And now we are standing on the shores of 2023. His promise to end our wilderness wanderings is. Sure, we have been promised that we will cross our Jordans in 2023. The question is, are we willing to accept the instructions God gave to Joshua before the promise could be realized? And today... As we look at this text, two things I would like us to hold on to. Here is what it says in verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayst observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, Commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that thou mayest prosper whithsoever thou goest. The first thing I would like to leave with us today is this. In order for Joshua To obey, he had to submit to God's authority. Submission is necessary to accomplish the task at hand entering the promised land. Let me say that again. In order for Joshua to obey, he had to submit. To God's authority, submission is necessary to accomplish the task at hand, entering the promised land. Human beings enjoy the sound of freedom. We love options and the right to choose. The ability to select is somehow riveted in our DNA. Even in a sinless earth, Sister Kathy, Adam and Eve had exercised their freedom to choose. And they made a terrible choice. The carnal mind is at odds with what we read in Joshua that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. We, by practice and posture, would much prefer to change a word in that text. We would prefer to remove the word all and substitute it with some. Being told turn not from it to the right hand or to the left is really not comfortable for some of us. We like the option to choose. The law being referenced here was specifically the first five books of the Bible. What did I say? The first five books, or the Pentateuch. It was not speaking about the entire Bible because it was not written by Dan. However, if we are to make the appropriate application, the law here refers to the law of the entire Bible. That we are to obey all of it and not be selective by saying we want to remove the word all and say some of it. What do we know about this book that Joshua is being told that he needs to obey? It is the inspired word of God. Can somebody say amen? It is not a novel It didn't come to us with human reasonings. It didn't come to us by logic. It says holy men of God spake and they wrote as they were what? Moved by the Holy Ghost. It was God inspired. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for what? Doctrine? For reproof? For correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be what? Perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It is profitable. We like that. But sometimes we have some difficulty with the correction part. Or the reproof part. Because we just like hearing how good we are and how we can be blessed. But it says the word of God is profitable for correction and for reproof. Part of our ability to cross into the promised land is our understanding that we must submit to God's correction. And why should God need to correct me because I'm not all straight. We don't need correction or reproof if we have it all together. When you see people getting upset because they're corrected, what they're saying is, we're perfect. This book is educational. Romans fifteen four, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, we written for our learning. It is powerful. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner Of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Did you understand what we just read from Hebrews 4.12? Well, let me break it down this way. If you are in the word of God, God is going to show you some stuff that when somebody is coming to you, he will put it in your heart to discern where that person is coming from. In other words, the con man can con, but when it comes to you and your God, God will show you the con from a long way off and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, God not only can tell you how to discern the con man when you see him coming, but God can discern what's in your heart also. It is our guide. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might what? I just, I'm so happy to hear you say that. Because sometimes we think we have the word so we can show off. So we can hold it up and beat somebody with it. We can recite texts, we can memorize But the primary purpose of the word in our hearts is so that it will keep us from sinning. The word must first serve me before I use it to trash you. Some of us think that the word is given so we can simply know what other people are doing wrong and how we need to guide them into doing right. Thy word... Psalm 119.11 have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. This word that Joshua was told to hold on to John 17.17 17 says sanctify them through what? Thy truth because the word is truth in order For Joshua to obey, he had to submit to God's authority. Submission is necessary to accomplish the task at hand, entering the promised land. And submission runs afoul of our natural inclination. I don't know if it was the last time you went to a wedding. I'm glad they removed it anyway. But you don't hear too many vows asking the bride, you know, do you promise to obey and to submit? Well, those were the brides yesterday. The brides today, if the preacher only says that, that groom would be left standing by himself. Because they would, but the bride is making a point. We don't like words that say we are to submit. The truth is, we are not to submit to a man, we must submit to God. Joshua is being told if you are going to take up what I've already given you, you first have to understand submission, which runs counter to your natural inclination. It is not enough to submit my second of two points. Here's what it says in verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to, here's that word again, all that is written therein. In order to accomplish the task at hand, submission, watch this now, we've been asked to meditate when? Day and night. Submission should be followed by saturation. We are to saturate ourselves with the word. When my daughter Mika was a toddler, just about two, she loved to amuse herself. She sang and she taught, she she was never quiet. She was quiet in front of people, but she she could wake up in the morning and she's in a room and you hear her babbling. So we're in the house and it's kind of quiet. And I said, "Let, let me get up and see where this girl is. She was in the bedroom and I didn't hear any sounds. And when I got to the room and I opened the door, Mika had a jar of Vaseline. And she had it from her head. Right down to her toes. She was in her diapers. But her whole body was saturated. With Vaseline. When we have been saturated. We are Engulfed by the thing. Saturation begins with the letter S. Skimming also begins with the letter letter S. Some of us have been skimming, which is simply a little off the top. That's why you have skim milk. You don't have the real stuff. They skim so to leave the fat out. But in this case, God doesn't want us to skim the word of God. He wants us to be saturated. He wants us to meditate day and night. You need to be saturated. How are we saturated? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But what? His what? Delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he what? Meditate what? Day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I looked up the word saturation. And it says, to fill completely with something that permeates and pervades. In other words, to load to capacity. I was sitting in the Sabbath school class this morning and listened to Elder Martin eloquently describe opening the windows of heaven. And he made the point that if God were to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, it was really saying God is going to give us more than we can handle. We don't have enough ability to take all. God is willing to pour out on us. And when we are saturated, we have God day and night. So the land has been promised. The land has been promised. God says it's here for you. But Joshua, you can't lead these people over unless you learn how to submit, not to some, but to all that I have commanded you. There are many reasons why. I am proud to be a Seventh-day Adventist. And I didn't say that in a bigoted way. I'm happy for this church. Because this church is not selective in what it wants to teach or obey. All ten of God's commandments are equally emphasized in this church. Our natural inclination is to only select the things that we agree with and the ones that we don't agree with, we cast it aside. But I thank God, I belong to a church that accepts all 10 commandments. And God says to Joshua, Moses is dead. He's not gonna go over with, with you But I've given you the land already, but in order for you to cross, you have to learn how to submit. But submitting is not enough because the devil who walks around like a roaring lion is going to grab you up if you're only skimming. You need to be saturated. You need to be just completely covered, immersed and engulfed by the word of God, and then he says, verse eight, "For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success." So here we have success is being promised. But note, before we get to the end of verse 8, before we get to success, there first has to be submission and saturation. Our problem very often is, we want the success, but we don't want the submitting, and we don't want to have to deal with being overly saturated with everything God Everything we do, whether we're driving in our cars, whether we're sitting on our desks, our thoughts should be heavenward. We can be running a machine and thinking, God, that's when we know we are saturated. So when somebody confronts you and says something that may not be altogether correct, You are ready with a good answer because you have been saturated. You are meditating on the word of God. So this morning, while we are standing on the shores of tomorrow, pray something for us. I don't know what 2023 will bring. I do know that God promised Joshua that they are going to cross the promised land. They're going to cross the Jordan. They're going to get in the promised land. But in order to do that, they are to submit to the Word of God and they should be saturated by the Word of God. Well, there are people Who are listening to me right now, and I don't know if it's me, I don't know if it's you, but some of us may get bad news. Somebody we love may slip away to cold death. Somebody may go to work and find out the job is gone. Somebody may get a disturbing news about home and home life. I don't know what lies ahead. But this much I do know. Whatever we may face, we can deal with it. Whatever it is, if we are totally submitted to God. Because what he said to Joshua was, Joshua, I will never leave you, neither will I forsake you. So whatever tomorrow may look like, we can be confident that when we are submissive to God, Whatever it is, we can hold on to the promise that God is with us always. And nobody can do something to the child of God unless God permits it. And if God permits it, God says, you don't need to worry because that may be gone, but I am here with you. Next week, we'll pick up the story and we'll talk a little more about what happens when you cross the promised land. Before you get there, God says, submission and saturation comes before success. May God help us this week as we go through it that we must appreciate that in all things, Let us remain submitted and saturated by God. Who wants to stand with me today pledging that God, I am going to submit like I've never submitted before. I am not going to remove that little three-letter word, A-L-L, and substitute it with S-O-M-E. I'm going to obey all that you say saying. My penchant, my natural inclination is to just take some because all is not appealing. I don't like some things as long as they correct me. So, but God, this week, I want to obey all. I want to submit and I want to saturate. Now, before I go to the second part, let me say this. And it doesn't have to be this. It can be this, whatever means you have it on. Are you pledging to God today that you will begin to saturate yourself with His Word? Whether you listen to it in in your car, as you drive, whatever form it is, whether you read it in this book, on the tablet, on your phone, are you pledging to God today, I am going to saturate myself with the Word? Raise your hand if this is your wish. Praise God. Father in heaven, we are standing on the shores of tomorrow. The promised land is before us. You gave it to them. Forty years of wanderings you brought to an end. But in order to cross, you said, we must be submissive to your will and we must saturate may we not so focus on success but let success come as a result of being submitting and saturating to your word you've seen our pledges today those online you've seen our pledges you know our hearts help us by your power because we ask it in Jesus' name. Let the church say, amen.